When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. A big weekend in footy. A big weekend in footy. Is that that what the man's saying? It's a big, it's a massive weekend in footy. Scotty Sattler, I'm pumped. I'm not even a Brisbane Broncos or Storm supporter, but I am pumped. Here we are, prelim Friday, Suncorp Stadium tonight. How excited are you? Love your footy. You wouldn't have slept last night, Satsy. I love it. Like you're saying, not only a big weekend of footy, all codes. Rugby World Cup, of course, the, Sunday the AFL, morning, yeah. yep. the AFL with the Brisbane Lions as well, which when is were, so exciting. When was the last time? I don't time? know. I know you you're going to ask. You don't even know what I the know question is. What's the question, Smarty When was the last Pants? time both codes played on the same weekend in a final? No, it wasn't the question. Was the, la- the question was, when was the last time I ate three Chico rolls in one sitting? <laughs> Yesterday. That was the conversation. <laughs> Lunch. Oh, mate, it's, it's, it, what a buzz it is around town. Mm. If, around southeast Queensland, it's good to see. I mean, but don't forget, too, we have a lot of Storm supporters who listen to SEN on the sunny coast through the SEN app as well. They're yeah. pumped. That's their team. It is, too. Yeah, it's a feeder club, the, the um, South, uh, Sunshine Coast Falcons. But in saying that, this game says everything around the Storm and why they should win. Right. And all those boring stats around, they haven't beaten the, the Storm since 2009 at Suncorp. And the Storm have won the past 14 games what? against the Broncos. Yeah, exactly. The Broncos have only won one of the past six finals matches. Really? Yeah, overall. But this is a different Broncos side. But it takes one win. Now, I know that's a genius statement. Yeah. And that's going to be on a T-shirt somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it takes just one win to change that. And the Broncos won't be going out there tomorrow night to beat the Hoodoo. Or tonight, I should say. They'll be going out there tonight to beat the Storm. Yeah, Put exactly. that on a T-shirt as well. <laughs> now, there, there's so many great nar- narratives around this game. Of course, both teams rested a lot of players last week. And when all those players come back in, we see Jesse Arthurs has beaten uh, Corey Oates for that left wing position. I think it's the right decision. I watched Corey Oates last week. And when they needed senior players to stand up, he just couldn't get himself into the game, Corey. And, and sometimes you have that for whatever reason. But Jesse Arthur's younger, a um, lot more agile, and he's been playing very aggressive. So he wins that battle there. But you look at both these sides, and the Broncos have been a better side all year. across. Now, it's easy to say that. Of course they have. They finished second. But in saying that, they've looked, I feel they've looked a lot more streamlined. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. A lot more fluid, whereas... The Melbourne Storm have won games. They've lost games. They've had poor halves. They haven't really been uh, – they've been really scattered, I think, in, in their games this year. But I suppose the big in is jersey number 17, Ryan Pappenhausen. Everyone's going to be – everyone's asking, well, it's he'll probably just start. Yeah. I don't think he will. I think, I'll, he'll, I'll, I think he'll come off the bench. Hold your thoughts. I want to talk more about that as well. Um, we are running hot for Ream, except nothing less than Australia's best Ream. I also want to mention on the show, too, some people that are coming up before yep. we dig into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Broncos legend Steve Ranoff coming up as well. The Pearl. Who could forget that try? 
And, and I love the commentary around it with Rabs. He said he's basically done bugger all all day. But look at him go now. He look says, at him go now. This at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> and he did, by the way. But that's what Pearl used to do. Pearl used to be in and out of matches, and then all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, he'd do something just absolutely spectacular. And he did in that grand final against yeah. St. George, didn't he? Uh, Broncos assistant coach Matty Ballin. I appreciate him giving us some time ahead of this big game tonight. He'll take us inside the Broncos camp. We'll the find Kingaroy it. Red Ant? Yes. Yes, he is. Mate, how many other players have come from there? Famous ones. Uh, John Wittenberg, nicknamed Fingers Wittenberg. He played for go. Australia back in the late 60s, early 70s. Couple of handy cricketers. Matty Hayden. Yeah. He's a Kingaroy boy. Carl Rackman. Carl Rackman, big mocker. Yeah. Well, what else is there to do in Kingaroy other than shell peanuts and play sport? Yeah, but I think... So Russ Hins was from... He was. He was a Kingaroy boy. And, and his wife made a famous what? His wife made a pen, peanut butter? No, pumpkin scones. Ah, oh, right. She was famous for her pumpkin scones. No, wasn't that... Flo. Sir, that, that's Sir Joe. Yeah, Sir oh, Joe. Oh, Sir Joe, not Russ Not Russell Hins. Hins. No, Sir Joe, Joe. was from Kingaroy, yes. wasn't he? A political lesson here from Scott Sattler <laughs> and Jason Matthews here on Off the Bench. Hey, listen. We're going to cross the Charles Croucher down the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, listen, you're talking about Pappy returning yep. in the 17. You reckon he starts? No, I don't think he does. I thought he would. Talking to our, one of our colleagues, uh, the GOAT, Cam Smith, the other day, and I said, Pappy will start one. He said, no, I don't think he will. Now, this is his fourth game back. Played half a game for Sunshine Coast, full game, then played about 70 minutes for game three, and he played his first game back in the NRL when he came on for 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, he played in the middle, just didn't really have a position. Then he played fullback last week and then moved up into the halves as well into the front line. So Played 77 minutes. Yeah, I think that's a sign that he is going to play just a bit of anywhere. So I, I think he'll. I don't think he'll start the game. I think he'll start on the bench. So you're, you're in Bellamy's shoes. And mm-hmm. you've got him sitting on the bench, and you hope he's finals ready. Where would you bring? Where? How? And at what stage would you inject him? Well, into firstly, the game? I'm having a look at what the scoreline is and how the game's playing out. And if if it's a t- really tight game, and it looks like it's just going to go to and fro, which finals usually do. And the Broncos with their kicking game, Nick Meaney's been outstanding this year. He's very Dylan Edwards like mm. um, Nick Meaney. I would throw Pappy on if the scoreline is. Basically, neither here nor there. Two points, four points either side. I'd put him on 10 minutes to go in the second half. Yeah. In the second half? Yeah, five to 10 minutes in the second half. Right, yeah, leave him yeah. that long. Yeah, or if if the scoreline's getting away a little bit, maybe two tries, I'd put him on probably just before, just half-time. before half-time, maybe seven minutes before half-time. I hear a lot of the fans of the Broncos, quite rightly so, talk about their flashy plays, Ezra yep. Mam, and, I mean, Reese Walsh coming back, from being in state of origin camp and hanging around Billy for, what, six weeks. Mm. His game has just gone to another level. I mean, he was in good form before that, but it's gone bunter. He is a super – don't use my word. He has, he is a special player. I've got to say, he, he is the closest thing to Billy that I've seen, the way that Billy Slater played yeah. when he first came into first Recall. grade. 2003, round one against Cronulla, scored an amazing try from dummy half, and we saw how quick he was, Billy. I've got to say – at the sta- same stages of their career, I think Reese Walsh is ahead of Billy, purely from a skills perspective. He can throw a beautiful pass now, short or long, uh, Reese. But Those the reason, angle runs. The reason why he's so good is because Billy was before him. He's got this amazing person that he can really mould his game around. What? Now, 
You don't get that? No, I, he's just good because he's good. No, he's, he's Let's good. make it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Well, he's good because he's had a very good person to mould his game off. Well, I just said that. He just he, Yeah, but and he's also spent six weeks with him in origin camp. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I said that 10 minutes ago. Yeah. So what's your point? Am I not allowed to add anything into it? Is it? You've come back to where I left it. Do you want me just to leave? You can do the rest <laughs> of the show if you want. Could you? Uh, but what I was getting to is Reese Walsh has got this crap stat attached to him. Okay, mm. get ready. Yeah, I okay. don't even know where it is. But anyway. Has it's... Daddy Vash changed a lot? Yeah, done that as well. Oh. <laughs> Reese Walsh, 44 handling errors this year. So he's sort of got an average of two, two and a half sort of handling errors per game, which – Many would say, oh, you can't have that. You can't have that. But he's a young player and he does everything at breakneck speed. Mm. He's got the memory of a goldfish, which you've got to have as a fullback. Oh, and, that, yeah. Yeah. Mate, that try he scored against South after half time. Mm. It broke their backs. Yep. And it was very, as you say, it was very Slater-like. So. You know where I think this game is going to be really oh, I was going to add lost? something else to it, if I may. Yeah. Everyone's talking about the flashy players, but there's an old dog out there teaching the kids new tricks. Mm. And I tell you what, Adam Reynolds is the perfect man to control this game. Yeah, he is. He's been there so many times. Hasn't he what? So many times in finals. Um, He'll keep him calm on the field as well. Yeah, he will. He'll just say, follow me, boys. I've been here. And we don't know what his injury's like. We don't know what his calf muscle is like. Still not 100%. The Brisbane Broncos will know that. Um, But what you do know is come game time, your adrenaline takes over. And so you, you, you don't feel it. You don't feel it. In the back end of the game, when you're starting to, you know, your lungs are burning. That's when you start feeling those little niggling injuries. Uh, where I think this game is won or lost is Harry Grant. I think his, you know, the involvement he has in the game is, is going to dictate this game. So, Chris, you've got Ezra Mam and Munster, yeah. both classy players. You've got Jerome Hughes and Adam Reynolds, both classy players. Uh, you've got Ryan Pappenhausen at some stage and Reese Walsh, both classy players. I think it's going to come down to the hooker. I think who, which hooker wins that, wins that battle, wins the game. Also, the home crowd. I no, mean, well, Brisbane. Brisbane is a buzz, mate. Oh, it's, yeah, no, but Brisbane works in favour of Melbourne, and it, this got this well, all got this all got set. Well, it's up to the crowd then to get do their bit because there's so many Melbourne Storm fans that live in Queensland. Because we we so mentioned many, that off the top. So yeah. many Queensland fans, are players have gone down. This got set. and have moved up from Melbourne. This yeah. got set from you know, when Cam and Cooper Cronk, basically the Broncos didn't really rate them as a as a marquee sort of junior, so they went and found their careers other uh, elsewhere. And then Billy was in the North the North Devils system as well when the Melbourne Storm had them as a feeder club. So they had these players going back to Brisbane, playing in front of their families, most notably Cooper and Cam, sort of saying, "Well, you didn't rate us, so we're coming here to rate you." And that's where this this whole history of the Melbourne Storm and the Brisbane Broncos originated from. Going to Suncorp Stadium doesn't work in favour of the home team because they don't train there every day. It's not really a common ground for them. And every other opposition side loves playing at the best rugby league ground in the world, which yeah, that is Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, and Bellamy against Kevy, two mates, mm. been together a bit. Um, Bellamy's just the master coach, isn't he? He's up there with Wayne. Yeah, oh, he just he just prepares his... Both com- completely different um, philosophies, but it's all built around hard work. And they both get their teams ready for finals footy in com- completely different capacities. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, Chris Nelson will be joining us soon as well. He'll give us uh, some tips for Brisbane this weekend. And there's some great meetings happening around the joint. Well, we had day one of the amateurs in Cairns today. Uh, day two, I doubt a lot of people will remember uh, what happens in Cairns. What a great weekend <laughs> that is. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream. Australia's favourite hot water, as I say, to come. Matty Ballin, Broncos assistant coach. He'll take us inside the Broncos as they prepare for this important final tonight against the Storm at Suncorp Stadium. We'll have Matty Ballin on real soon. Uh, but during the week, Sats, mm-hmm. uh, you and I... I had the pleasure on Sports Day, in fact, uh, Wednesday night, uh, of chatting to one of the greats, Steve Renoff. He was unbelievable. And I thought, you know what? Some people may have not have heard that. Um, so I thought, why not? Why don't we replay it? Why don't we give people a chance to hear that again? He scored that infamous try where basically you'll hear in a moment, Rab said he was lazy, did bugger all all day. <laughs> and then, and that play, if rugby league was around today, would that happen? Let's ask the great man himself, Steve Renoff. Langer away for Renoff. Renoff, we haven't seen much of him today. Now take a look at him as he crosses the halfway. They won't catch him. He's heading for the corner and he's over. Renoff makes it 22 points to four. Oh, what a great try. One of the great tries. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he done bugger all as well. Ricky Walford. Ricky Walford (laughs) tried to catch him. He had no chance whatsoever. I'm going to put it to to you and the Pearl. Steve Runoff, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. I'm going to put it to you both now. That was 1992. If that was today, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't have scored that try. Well, Pearl, over to you because in the modern age, Pearl, whenever the ball's coming off the try line, like that that day, 10 metres out from the try line, 92 against the Dragons, the wingers and the centres start heading in to take the hit ups off the play the ball, but having players like Alfie and Kevy, you would have had to just stay out on your flanks, wouldn't you? Yeah, and that was the direction of Wayne Bennett. He he just said, you know, when um, when the kick gets put back and Willie Kahn, what a great run by Willie mm. Kahn. Mm. Um, you know, they, he comes out and it was like, well, you outside backs on the opposite side, set yourselves just in case Alfie and Kevy see something. And they did that day and we scored the try. Take, take us through that, that moment on the field. Did Kevy shove his brother out of the way? Is that what happened? <laughs> he did. You, you look at it and say, so Kerry goes in, Kevy goes, get get out, and uh, pushed him out. And it was two big passes, obviously from dummy half from Kevin to Alf. And Alf just said, here, get this into you and do your best. And that's what we did. Who was the player that you stepped on the inside of, Pearl? Can you remember? Oh, um, oh. Terrell, um, you got me. Rex Turp. You you cleaved me there. Was it Rex oh, Turp? I'm sorry. Was it Rex Turp? Yeah, Rex Turp. Yeah. And Rexy, Rexy always every year, um, if we're around the finals, he'll um, he'll contact me on Twitter, <laughs> and I, I feel so sorry for Rex, but he's doing really well. <laughs> oh, that's great. Now that grand final, we, we're here to talk about the finals coming up, and and yeah. most importantly, yeah. you know, the, your old club, the Brisbane Broncos, are heavily involved in, you know, going deep into the finals. But 92, that grand final, that first grand final for the for the Broncos, Alfie, you travelled to Sydney on the Saturday, but Alfie and Gilly <laughs> went to the races on the way to the airport. Is that right? And then Alfie yeah. hit his head, didn't he? And Weren't there strict orders, though, to look after Alfie or no? No, do what you always do. Yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, and Alfie hit his head, didn't he, in the, in the betting? Yeah, line. it was actually yeah. on the board. 
of the um, you know the, the betting the stand. Hunters yeah, board. the betting stand. He actually whacked his head and opened his eyebrow up. <laughs> yeah, and he hates the sight of blood, and he fainted. Which, yeah, yes, he did. He did. He hated blood. Um, any bit of blood, but you know, it was so good that um, you know back in the day you can do those sort of things, and we come out and we we just we were that confident that we could win all year. I think we only lost four games all season, so we were very very confident. Yeah, what a back row! There's Madison, oh. Alan Can, oh. what a double, and and Gilly just cutting people in half. Now, Pearl, the Broncos heading to their uh, first finals appearance since 2019, which doesn't sound long ago, but between 2019 and 2022, there's a little bit of heartache there for the Brisbane Broncos and their fans. And so how do you assess the way they're leading into the finals? You, you're happy with the way they're positioned? Oh, amazing. Kevy's done a great job. The team's doing a great job. But um, let go back to where we were. We Wooden spooners sat. Mm. It, was, it was quite embarrassing, um, disappointing. Yeah. Um, we, we, we get... The good thing is we get to talk to the boys. I know a few of the boys, and you know, get to hang out with them. And it, it um, and you sort of say, well, you know, what you guys wear as players, we still wear it as ex-players. So whatever they cop around the city here in Brizzy, we cop as well. So it's like, so we have that. We we get to have that conversation with them. We go, let's turn it around. You know, we. we Turn it around, and so they they have they've done that. So it, it's amazing the work that Kevin and the team have done with this team. And, and Pearl, it looks like they're looks like they're actually having fun this year, doesn't it? Oh, relax. Yeah, and that's what Kevin would want. You know, it's um, it's about enjoying your footy. Um, and and the boys are doing that. And but you know, I always say to people, said so that the team that um they brought together a few years ago, when we went through the bad period. They were very, very young. There's a couple of older blokes in there, but not enough to have that balance. And a lot of these boys were there, and they're now like three or four years older, um, whatever it is. And, you know, they, they're a lot more mature. So they came to the club for a reason. They came to the club because they could play rugby league and they were good. And they're showing it now, and it's all coming, you know, to, to fruition for the club. What is it about this uh, Melbourne Storm team? They just have a wonderful record at Suncorp. They have a wonderful record at Suncorp against the Broncos. And then a wonderful record against the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos haven't beaten them since 2016 anywhere. What is it about this Melbourne Storm team that worries you? Uh, Craig Bellamy, probably. (laughs) 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 To be honest. Um, You know, he, he knows Brisbane ins and outs and um you know he 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 was he was at our club when I was back there in the day so um he knows and he knows what to do so I, I think it's it, it on the other hand though it's pretty simple for Brisbane don't get in the wrestle with them in the middle mm. um when we did beat Melbourne um we we you know we played wide with them and uh, went early you know we just didn't get in that wrestle I think most teams would know that but um, they do a good job of sucking teams in to, to get that wrestle in the middle. And um, I think we've got to do something a little bit different. And I think Kevy will be aware of that as well. Yeah, he's great attribute, isn't it? Not only his sense of humour, but he's, in, he's got great enthusiasm, great energy to be around. You mentioned that. And also his passion for the club. But with good coaches, and Kevy oh. has proven this year he's a good coach. When it comes finals times, Pearl, 
Do the good coaches change anything, or do they try and keep everything as as pretty simple and as as what they've done from the regular season? So you you got yourself to the position in the finals, um, Sats, as you know, mm-hmm. um, and you got there for a reason, and it's the way you've been playing your footy. So don't change too much. Um, concentrate. Don't get overawed with with the occasion. Um, it's another game of footy. And, you know, that's what Wayne Bennett used to say to us, and, and just keep it as it is and stick to the plan. And, and you know, Wayne's thing was, and Kevy be the same, it, it, it's, you know, it's not rocket science, it's rugby league. Mm. And um, you go out to do the job, do, you know, what we, you know, we all invested in, and you're more than likely it'll come out more positive. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure um, now that Wayne's... Uh, Dolphins are out, uh, 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 you know, haven't made the finals. That um, I reckon Kevy might have given Wayne a sneaky call or vice versa. Yeah, interesting. Now, well, you just heard that try from '92, which is, and I talk about it regularly with with Matty Rogers, Pearl. Gone is the art of the centre getting early ball from their halves. They don't have to put them into any space. <laughs> just give me early ball. I'm going to create the rest. I think that art of of some of the really good centres has gone in the game. But I've got to say, there is one centre in the competition. There's a couple others, but the one is Katoni Stagg seems to be one of those players. You just need to give him early ball and just through his pure aggression, he'll yeah. create something. He's you know, completely different style to you, but do you agree he's the sort of guy that doesn't need a half to set him up in any way? He's just got to get the ball early? Yeah, Exactly. Um, I don't think he gets enough clean ball, um, you know, Katoni over the years. But um, I, I think they're figuring out, obviously, with Kevy as a coach and just giving the ball. And our, our right side is amazing. We've got Reese Walsh, obviously, with Katoni and, and Selwyn Cobbo. That, that's our weapon. That, that's our lethal weapon. And, um, you know, get Katoni early ball. Um, I used to say that about, um, you know, James Roberts. They, they just, when he was at the club, they just, the ball they were giving him was terrible. Mm. It's just they didn't think about it. Um, you know, um, Wayne used to always talk to us about coming onto the ball and um, you're not not getting flat-footed. Um, it, was, it was very different back in the day, and you know, it, I, I think Kevy has hit the mark with our outside backs. Hey, Pearl, can you give us a bit of an insight into Selwyn Cobber? Have you had a lot to do with him? And the reason why I ask is because he's from your area, <laughs> up around the Burnett area in in Sherbourg. Yeah. Um, what sort of kid is he? Give us a little bit uh, of an insight, because not a lot of people know a lot about him. He's a Sherberg boy, and he, he's such a lovely person, you know. And um, you know, he came straight out of high school, uh, as I did back in the day. And um, you know, he's, he's he's not that outspoken. Um, he comes from a lovely family, and you know, I know, I know his family. I grew up with his uncle and and aunties and and all the mob and. I'm sure along the way we're all a bit we're all related anyway, but um, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. But that's true. <laughs> but the thing is, it, it's so funny. He's so unassuming, and you know, I, I got to do a bit of work with Salon early on um, here in Brizzy, and he's just a kid who enjoys his footy. And he, we we did a, a a story for Channel Nine. I think it was last year, the year before, and it's like, well, this kid just enjoys his footy. He talked about you watch him if he scores a try, if he, he sees himself on camera, he'll he'll smile and just watch it. And he does that. And he, he he says, I do it purposely to show people 
that I enjoy playing rugby league. And that, and that that's a what 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 a beautiful thing. For, he's a beautiful young man, soft soul, and mm. um, you know he just loves his rugby league. Yep, he's awesome. he's pretty that's handy. Uh, and there's also another young bloke in that Broncos team is pretty handy. Wears that number one jersey. How good is he? How good is he? <laughs> hey, I you know mentioned the that right side. You talk about Reese Walsh, amazing. Uh, the speed, the burn. Oh. But you know the good thing is he 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 knows his way around the footy field and, and he puts his himself as a good fullback should in the right place. But our right side, and I'll, I'll put this on social media, it's potent. When it's on fire, he comes around. Katoni, he's actually he's been good for Katoni because I had a bit of a, a query about Katoni's running at a player, not running to a hole. Mm. But Reese actually puts him into space. And that's the best thing for that right side. And and then you got Selwyn. So, you know, they got so much talent on that right side. And I think that's where we can get Melbourne, um, obviously, this Friday. Well, what a game it's going to be to yeah, kick off it. the final series in 2023. The Storm versus the Broncos. Suncorp Stadium, Friday night. Pearl, I know you'll be there cheering on the Broncos. And... Mate, love talking to you during the final series. Hey, I really Pearl, do. what did you do when you retired your last ever game? What did you do with your headgear? Did you give it to someone like they do today or did you keep it? No, I, I sat the last – I wore two headgears during the last season. Yep. Oh, you know, um, I, I kept one of them. Um, and then I think I might have swapped one with Steve Menzies. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So I got his headgear. <laughs> he signed it. He came to me. I'll be honest. He came to me. He said, oh, can I have your headgear? I said, okay, can you give me yours? So we both signed it. We swapped headgear. Yeah, nice. Jeez, I hope you washed it throughout the year. Jeez, yeah. that'd smell rank, wouldn't oh. it? Jeez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> don't answer. <laughs> no, you don't want to look at it. Pearl used to have that soul glow hair as well. <laughs> oh, beautiful yeah, soul yeah. glow lovely, hair. Lovely, oh, oily. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. It, it, it was a it was a rotten mullet. <laughs> <laughs> At least you could hide it. Yeah. Uh, Pearl, we appreciate your time on Sports Day. Good luck to the Bronx on Friday night. And as I said, what a cracker to kick off the final season this week. No worries, and thanks, boys. Thanks for having me on. More off the bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search off the bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Welcome back to the show. Time to talk Broncos and Storm. It's going to be a massive game at Suncorp Stadium. I think the Broncos, Sats, fair to say, biggest game of the year for them. Um, They've got this dreaded hoodoo against the Storm. Haven't beaten them in about 86 years, I believe. Um, And we talked about hoodoos earlier on as well. I don't think it matters. It's a brand new competition. How many more cliches can I pull out here? Mm-hmm. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. Their mm-hmm. assistant coach, Matty Ballon, joining us now. Matty, thanks for joining us. How's the team ahead of this important final against the Storm? G'day, boys. Um, yeah, no, the team's, team's shaping up really well. It's been a, been a really good week of training. Um, and, and looking back at the whole year, it's been a, been a fantastic year of, of growth for the club and um, just... You know, putting the, the past year behind us and, and getting on and, and working really hard. So, 
it's been a really successful year so far, but as we know, when finals started to, to new season, so we've got a tough game uh, in the storm, and we're looking forward to the challenge. Now, Matty, how did you, you... Now, you're responsible for the defence of the side, and if you want to win a comp, yep. you've got to be top three defensive sides within the competition. So last year in 2022, you averaged just under 23 points per game, okay? Not good enough to win a comp. Yep. Not good enough to be in the top four. Now, you've turned that around in the space of, well, in the space of a preseason, and by round 27, you're conceding around anywhere from sort of 15 to 17 points. You can win a comp doing that. So you as a defensive coach, how did you change the attitude of your playing group? Yeah, well, number one, Fats, was probably um, identified from the whole coaching staff that we needed to, needed to fix our defence up, and that obviously helps your attack. So we've got, there's a whole heap of players, a whole heap of people. We've got uh, Brett O'Farrell, who does all our contact. John Carroll, who does the middles. Um, Kevy's been really big on, on talking about defence, and then I look after our structure. So it's a, it's a team effort, number one, like, like a game of rugby league, and then number two, the players have really just bought into the coach's attitude towards fixing up our defence. And as everyone who has enjoyed defence knows, it's all about attitude and it's about working hard. And that's what we've really focused on, just effort areas of the game. And I know everyone uses that term these days, but we broke it down just to different parts of what each player needs to do in their position. And then we make sure it's really clear for what front rollers need to do in defence and what um, halfbacks need to do and what edge players need to do. So each player has a real clear vision um, going into which game, every game, what they do and, and how they go about doing it. And then the other part of it is you've got to hold them accountable when they don't do it or when they do do it. So I think we've been better as coaches this year saying, you know, you did well here, we need to improve this part of our game or we need to do a bit better that part. So the long and the short of it, the players have fixed up their attitude and we probably tried to hold them a bit more accountable. What about the this who do they talk about? Now, I remember when we used to all go as players, Matty, we used to go down to Canberra and the coach used to say, the first person who mentions how cold it is <laughs> will get will get fined. So no one mentioned how cold it is. So do you address this, apparently this 13, 14 years of never being beaten, uh, the Melbourne Storm at the Suncorp Stadium, or you just not talk about it at all? I think if you don't talk about it, it just sits in the background and people are aware of it, but no one wants to say anything and no one wants to confront it. So we, we've spoken about it this week. And in short, we've, we've, we've talked about, you know, what it takes to beat the Melbourne Storm and we've given them, you know, the credit that they deserve. They're a grinding team. They like to slow the game down. They like to push the, push the limits of the referee with penalties, with six agains. So we've just talked about, you know, what we can do to, to accommodate that. And, and we just need to play Bronco football, which is... You know, it's holding the ball, it's playing well, it's completing high. It's giving Reese Walsh the right opportunities at the right time. It's Adam Reynolds kicking to the corners. Um, it's Payne Huss and Paddy Carrigan running hard with support through the middle. Um, and that's exciting football, and that's the type of football that, you know, I think back to Kevy Walters and Alan Langer when they played, and it's that style of football that Kevy wants us to play now, which is exciting football, it's open football, and it's, it's finals footy and it's really hard to, hard to defend against so that's what we've focused on this week um, and we just want to make sure that we go out and play Broncos footy and, and represent the club in a good way. Yeah that that's pretty important what you say there Matty and, and that game plan Sats and, and Matty it sounds so simple isn't it? Well it's all rugby league is. It's, it's a simple simplicity. game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and, and you must feel confident too having an old dog like Reynolds 
leading the team around the park. He's been out for a couple of weeks with a with a dodgy calf. Is he? I'm hearing he's not at a hundred percent. Is he? Is he getting around all right? The old bloke. Yeah, yeah. The old fellow's getting around really well at the moment. He's um he's had a couple of weeks off, like you said, and and like you said before, he is just such a calming influence on all these sort of younger fellas around the side. Him and Kirk Capewell have been fantastic coming to the club, you know, last year. They just provide a calming influence and they're so diligent in preparation and then on the on the game day they're just so calm. And and then you you know, you mix that in with Ezra Mann, who's young and exciting, Reese Walsh. Paddy Carrigan and, and Payne Haas, who, who have just been around for a little while now and played for their country. So we've got a real good mix. Um, and each person and each player knows that they bring different things to the side. So that's all Kevy asked them to do, bring their best, their best game, and uh, we'll be good if they do that. Matty, we spoke to Johnny Carwright at the start of the season. My question to him was, which player through the preseason have you? do we expect to see a, a huge improvement from just going away in the World Cup, the experience they had? And he said, I'll oh, wait till you see Paddy Carrigan. Now, we've seen the season he, he's at. He's one of the best forwards in the game at the moment. But there's another player that flies yep. under the radar a little bit, who I've just seen mature so well over the last uh, the last 27 rounds, is Ezra Mam. He's become a real pocket rocket for this side, hasn't he? He's fantastic, Sats. He, um, last year when he came into grade, um, I was a bit unsure of him. Like just because just he was so young, only because of that. You know, I knew he was always going to be a first grader, but Kevy had this confidence in him when he first came in. And, and ever since then, he's just come on and leaps and bounds. And, and like you said, um, from the start of this year to where he is now, especially defensively, I think halves, young halves are particularly tested defensively. Um, and, and Ezra has just fixed up every part of his defence that he can do. You know, he gets off his line really well. He gets up and puts his body in front of tackles. He's just a real tough young competitor. And, and like we said, he's only 20 this year, and he's just got – he's had so much improvement in him, and he's got so much further to go that he could be an amazing player for the Broncos for a long time. So Ezra's had a great year, and it's credit to him too. He's worked really hard and, and – and, Put in a lot of effort and time in the off-season and, and the season, and he's getting the rewards now. Now, um, as a coach, it's always difficult to tell players that they can't play, especially in big games. It must have been a tough selection decision for Kevy and yourself and, and Johnny Carrot and co to leave Corey out. But Jesse Arthurs, he's, he's done nothing wrong, has he? No, Jesse's been fantastic. Uh, like, like all our players, and Oatsy's Oatsy been great for us whenever he's played as well, which... Um, it's more than just, I guess, Ochi's missed a fair bit of time this year through injury. Um, and Jesse's come in and, and done a really good job on that left wing. Um, he combines really well with Herbie and, and Ezra there. Um, and he's just a just a real solid and calm. Anyone who knows Jesse, he's a real cool, calm cat. So he's very good under pressure and um, he's done a fantastic job this year when he's played there. Uh, I really feel for Ochi. Like he's done done a really good job whenever he's been there. He's just been... been um, Inconsistent, I guess, through injury, and that's the only thing that that let him down. He just hasn't had enough time out of the left wing. But um, but OG will continue to work hard, and he's had his this week. He's been great at training. He's always been around the boys and positive, and and no matter how he's feeling himself, he's known that the, the, the Broncos club is the most important thing this week, and he's he's been great for um for everyone at training. Who'd name their kid Herbie? V Dubbo. I like the name Herbie. I like the name Herbie. <laughs> it's a bit rude, Sats. Watch his space. Watch his space, Maddie. In the future, yeah, 
into his 40s, there may be a child. His name will be Herbert. Yeah. Oh, is this breaking news? Yeah. Is this breaking news? Well, I didn't oh, know that. Please. Hey, um, um, <laughs> mate, listen, before we let you go, what about what about the coaching team? You, Cardi, um, Kevy. I mean, how are the Diamond Dogs of the Bro- Brisbane nah. Broncos going? They're, they're not the Diamond Dogs? Well, they, they'd have another name for themselves. The old fellas? Yeah. Oh, what would they be? The Diamond Broncos? Yeah. I tell you what, it'd be a very good social. It'd be a very good social team. If 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 all seventeen teams had to take their coaching staff yeah. into like a, a drinking game, yeah. I've got to say the Broncos would be minor premiers. Oh God! <laughs> I reckon. I reckon we got the best coach in that regard, and that's Alan Langer. <laughs> Alan Langer is the best. The best coach you could have uh, for the social scene. He's, he's great uh, off the field, and he's great on the field. And you know, I think that's what the Broncos was built around—just mateship yeah. and and. Like Kevin and, uh, and Alfie, um, they just they just know how to create a good environment, and and, and they've done that this year again, and they know how to have fun, and that's a big part about footy. You got to be yeah. serious at different times, and then have fun on other times. So it's been great, mate. It's been a big turnaround in the Broncos in the last couple of years to finish top two is a great effort. I mean, you must be able to feel it too. Brisbane is absolutely buzzing this weekend. Good luck against the Storm, Matty Ballin, assistant coach. Thanks for your time. Cheers, boys. Thanks heaps. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. We catch up with the man every single week. He's here delivering the goods. We hope so. Uh, He sits in a basement all day, every day. Never sees sunlight. (laughs) Also, is that true? Uh... Well, I did have to get some sunspots removed a little while back, Seth, so that can't be true. That was mould. There's something in this room that I don't know about. <laughs> mould. Good call. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah. Very good call. Hey, Nelson, a uh, massive weekend of racing across Queensland, of course. It is. Uh, of course, you've got the Cairns Amateurs, the big meeting there on, uh, on Saturday, but we've also got a meeting at Eagle Farm. No, we haven't. We've got a meeting at Doom, and I'm looking at last week's uh, sheet there. We've got a meeting at Doom, which uh, is highlighted by the running of the Doombin Mile. We've got a meeting at uh, Aquas Park on the Poly Track, and we race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. Sunshine Coast on Sunday. They're the tab meetings, but a couple of cup meetings, a couple of country cup meetings also on Saturday. Now, I'm sure we know where all these places are this week, Jace. If not, Sats will help us out. Maduri. Who? Gundawindi. Gundawindi, we know that is, yeah. That's beautiful. Yep. Morven, M O R V for Victor E N Morven and and Thangul. Thangul, we know, don't we, Sats? You know where Thangul is. You talk about it all the time. Thangul. Yeah, you're always every day. You go Thangul. It's Friday. (laughs) Every time you come into the office. (laughs) Uh, I do. I do know Morven. That's that's sort of Charleville way. I'm I'm figuring (laughs) Thangul is on the coast somewhere. It's got that kind of nice seaside vibe name to it, right? And Chris, as our racing Queensland expert, you're meant to tell us. Yes. I was thinking to myself, it's probably something that he says each week that sounds like Thangul, but it's not quite the same. <laughs> right. Mm. Okay, no worries. And not only do we want you to tell us the location, or exactly where it is, but what the best pub in town is from now on. Lift uh, your The um, It's the, uh, what do they call it? The um, Well, Thangul the is just west of Agnes Water. No, every Told you. Uh, there you go. Every Just, town has the same pub. The Royal. That's it. The Royal. Near Billawilla. There we go. I thought I'd seen the name of it somewhere yeah. when I went up to Agnes. Near yeah, Billawilla. 
All right, Marty, tips this weekend. Let's do, see if you do. Uh, and there is a pub called the Hotel Thangool. Not the oh, Criterion? No, no Criterion. <laughs> no. All righty. What do you got to Okay, tips? guys, here we go. Race one, number eight, Outlawed, can go on her winning way and win again. She's uh, going for three straight and she's flying. So what we'll do is we'll put her in a multi mm-hmm. uh, with race six, number four, Deep Respect. Okay, Deep Respect. Uh, they'll both start well in black figures. No issues there. But Deep Respect is having its third start. Very good on debut. Very good second start, but wants a bit further and gets to 13.50 on Saturday. So they are the two good things at Doombin, and I would suggest to put those in a multi. Race one, number eight, and race six, number four. Rightio, Nelson. Um, check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Chris Nelson right there. Right there. Before we go, let's uh, let's do our Saturday Outlook Satsy. Optimise your canola with new Optimum GLY hybrids from Pioneer Seeds. Panthers no. versus Warriors, Nervous. 4 p.m. You are? Yeah, I am. I am. Is this because you're now a Warriors supporter after you did their dinner, or is this as a Panther? Well, always loved the Warriors since Cameron George, their CEO, has taken over. Now Andrew Webster, their coach. They're just good humans. You've officially now got eight teams. But in saying that, Everyone's underestimating them. And the Panthers, tough to beat at home. Very tough to beat at home. I've got like a 90% success rate there. But in saying that, there's no Jerome Luai. I think that's a huge out for the Panthers. Mm. I think the Panthers win. I don't think it's as, as easy as a lot of people are expecting it to be. I think this Warriors side, are, everyone's underestimating them. So I, what's your pick? Panthers by, I'm going to say Panthers by six. I think the Panthers will win that as well. Yeah. I think people underestimate the Panthers. Well, they're just expecting them to get it done. Well, people expect them just to get it done at home. At home. And they won't rest on their laurels either. They'll that's a great cliche, isn't it? They'll um yeah, they use it to their advantage, the home ground. Um, a lot of people divided on this game. This is probably one that is a toss of a coin. The Sharks and the Roosters seven fifty Saturday night. I, I I'm on the Sharks all the way. I think their form's been pretty good as well. I did watch the Roosters, and I don't like the Roosters. Mm. I will say that as a South supporter. That their performance against South last week wasn't great. There was a lot of lost ball. Um, yeah, it wasn't great, but it's also a very good sign that you win games when you play really badly. I'm not really, I don't they didn't play, play really badly. They, they, they were probably a six and a half, seven out of ten. Yeah, they were. And South weren't great. But in saying that, when you still win those games, you sort of get in the dressing sheds, you wipe the brown, and you go, I'm lucky we got away with that one. Now got the ability to give, give ourselves some space and work on what happens next week. Now they're in the finals. I think they beat the Sharks. I, I just you think I, I don't. I, I, I just think purely because, and I'll go back to 2009 with Jared Hayne. I just think he just grabbed that side on the back of his on his back and just carted them through the finals. And I think Tedesco is a better player than Jared Hayne. He's in good form, isn't he, at the yeah. moment? But I, I think Roosters by two. Do you? Yeah. I'm picking the Sharks at home in front of that big crowd of 800. Uh, and I hate saying that because Craig Fitzgibbon is everyone, one of everyone's yeah, – anyone no, who's ever met, he's yeah. one of the, your favourite people in rugby league. Um, and I know this is the uh, Saturday outlook, but I'm chucking in Sunday's game. Knights versus Raiders, 30,000 in Newcastle. It's another Sunday sellout. Don Jones Stadium, for some reason, the capacity keeps growing. Well, it was tw- it's against – when they played South that Sunday, 28. it was tw- no, 28, 29. Yeah. So they've, they've sold 30,000 tickets. It's a sellout. Full house sign. Knights should get the job over the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders are lo- without lots of stars. Crisp is out. Uh, who else is Did you say Crisper? No, Crisp is out. <laughs>
<laughs> that tray Did in the bottom of Krispy Kremes then? Oh, you know it's their birthday today at Penrith, the original store? Do you know when it was getting built, we used to train yeah. on that backfield, and they oh, said, it's going to be this Krispy Kreme. First one, built in yeah, Australia. Yeah. We're going, one, why do they build it in Penrith? Yeah. Two, who's going to buy that many donuts that it's going to be able to stay open? When it first Didn't opened. Didn't you underestimate the local community? When it first opened, <laughs> there were lineups around the block to get Incredible. in. People used to fly to Sydney, drive out to Penrith, get boxes of them, and then bring them as carry-on on flights back to wherever they're going. And that's probably where they got the idea to sell them at the airport. Exactly. Met with the overhead compartments mm. full of Krispy Kremes. Yeah, it was amazing. So, but this one. Um, the night's easy. Come on. Yeah, no Halls, bro. Who else? There's another third player. No Josh Papali. Papali. Yeah. The Knights should win it. The Knights should win it. Uh, now, yeah, Callum Ponga is going to play under sufferance with a needle in his shoulder. But having done that myself, exactly the same injury, I reckon you've got about a four-week window before it really starts affecting right, you. Okay, and what yeah, I mean by that yeah. is you can't do things in the gym that you used to, which and you really need to. You really need to continue yep. to, to try and um, stay fit in the body. And that starts being affected after about three or four weeks. So I reckon yeah, he's right, got a okay. four-week window where okay. it starts affecting his form. All right. Optimise your cropping rotation with new Optimum GLY herbicide tolerance trait canola hybrids. From Pioneer Seeds. Rightio, that's it, Satsy. Looking forward to tonight's game. You better go and get into the commentary box for the pre-game show on SCN League. This place is humming. Suncorp Stadium. Mm. It's humming. And um, I've got to say, I'm really nervous about this game. Yeah, I, really? Yeah, it's just a diff- so difficult one. It's such a difficult one to pick. You, you take history into account, mm. and that should sway your, your pick towards the Melbourne Storm because they've got key players coming back. And... You know, as we spoke about earlier on, uh, Melbourne Storm players love playing at Suncorp Stadium. Mm. This Broncos team, they're they're pretty Pretty special. All right, well, listen, I'm going to go down and get some hot chips while you work. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy the game tonight. All the action on SCN coming up uh, next. And also, look, uh, shout out to the Lions tomorrow night at the Gabba. It's a massive weekend of sport in Brisbane. Go the Bronx. Go the Lions. Sats, you and I will be back Monday night from 6 for Sports Day. Catch you then. Bye. Goodbye. 